Welcome to Straight Fire Moms Podcast. This is Melvina. Cheryl's not with us today. Uh, we've been having a really, really good conversation, dialogue with some young ladies. Um, majority of the ladies on here are are um, single moms, but then we have a married mom um, that is here to talk to us about the transition of going from being a single mother to a married mother. And the conversation's been really good. We appreciate everybody the input, you know, because people want to know, you know, they just, they want to know. Sometimes it's curiosity, sometimes it's preparation, sometimes it's protection, a lot of things. So I'm so glad that Keisha is uh, sharing her experiences and ask, answer questions for us. So welcome ladies, welcome back. Glad to have you guys with us, hey. All right, so um, I remember there was a question that was put out there. And so we want to hear the question again, and then we want to uh, see if Keisha would help us out with that. Yes. Um, how do you surrender to marriage after a divorce? Okay, so personally myself, I haven't been divorced and um, been remarried, um, but... I would say it would be, I don't want to say the same exact process as getting prepared for marriage, but that would absolutely start with you, um, your own healing, and really just being honest with yourself as to what you could have did differently. Because in marriage, it's never just one person. And so there's always something that you could have did better or you could have changed and then I think it also comes to a place of self-realization of saying did I really fight for that did I really put my best foot forward am I walking away being able to say I did everything I could to make that work um and the reason I say that is because I have um some friends who are divorced and they're on their second marriage and the ones that didn't go through their own healing process, the ones who didn't take the time to self-evaluate, they just ended up divorced again. And if you have kids, that's that's trauma because now it's just the same process they already went through. My my actual biological father isn't here now, or my biological father is not here because you were married to them. And now here comes another man coming in. And so we want to be mindful when we're making these decisions, especially in regards to marriage and something that's supposed to be lifelong that we're also considering our children and the messages sent to our children and how that affects them and that we're not um i would say this is something that i've come to realize as being married more than anything how my sins have affected my children and their outlook on marriage and relationships and perversion and stuff like that and so just making sure that in those moments of making choices of getting married and getting divorced and who you're going to have in your life and who you're going to have around that you're mindful of your kids and what they're seeing and what they're going through as well so if i can chime in on that a little bit too because i have been married before and and divorced and married and divorced okay and you know, oftentimes, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, but you know, so, you know, people say sometime, and that's why I don't pretend to be no marriage expert by any means, 
But one thing I do is I don't let people bother me in their mindset. Well, okay, you've been married how many times? You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, you know, well, you the common you the common denominator there. Well, I may be, but a couple a couple of things with that. Uh, one of the the first marriage, we both were just young and immature, never been taught anything, right? Our marriage was based upon what we saw on TV, what few things we picked up from our parents, bad and good, right? We just jumped in because we was in love and young and didn't know no better, right? And so that's why that marriage didn't work out, right? Uh, for the most part, uh, we weren't willing, we weren't taught, we weren't willing to uh, submit to some things with one another, you know? Um, my, my husband was going to be like, I thought he was supposed to be. He ain't acting like the husband I had in my mind. You know what I mean? That type of thing. Yeah, you know? And then as years went on, and I was single for years, right? Um, and then when I did get married again, uh, I still hadn't been taught about marriage that much. You know, from the church, I've heard, I heard some things, not like I hear now, but I heard some things in church and we had married people in church and all that. But I seen the women with attitudes with their husbands. I seen all kind of stuff, right? So I really still didn't think, I don't think I had what I would consider um, a, a good example that I had enough knowledge about what was going on, okay? So I've been seeing all those years. I didn't divorce their dad for like seven years after we, after we parted. But that was because I wanted my children to be used to the ideal of just us. I didn't want them being brokenhearted with the idea of mom and dad got divorced. You know, when, when I got divorced, it was a time when uh, they were of age, they were okay with just our lives. We've been moved on, we're doing good, you know what I mean? So at that point, when I did get a divorce, I talked to them about me getting a divorce. They was like, okay, all right. You know what I mean? It was okay with them and we can move on. So that's what happened. But anyway, and then years went by, years went by and I got, I got remarried. Well, guess what? All I did is had uh, wounds from the fact that of the the bad, not trauma, but the bad things of my old marriage. I hadn't healed in those. I hadn't learned anything more other than I had a love for God that um, that my love for God had grown, right? Um, but other than that, I still didn't know. All I know is that, my listen, you take care of the kids, you cook, you clean, you know, you take care of that man's stuff, you know, you know, he the head of the household, you know, all this stuff. But I was so independent. So like we mentioned on that one other podcast, about the um, uh, being willing to let go and to let somebody help you. That was one of my biggest things in that, in this, that next marriage was because it was because I was so independent, so used to doing things for myself for years and me and my children for years that, and, and I literally he had to, I had a, a bill on a table or something and he seen it and he literally had to get mad at me. You know, put his foot down and says, when are you going to let me help you? Remember, what am I, what am I not? Because I was just so used to doing it. But anyway, um, the point I'm making is to submit to that man. I submitted all as much as as the fairy book tells you to submit, as you know, I've heard and whatever. You know, what that my ideal of submission, right? Is what I did. Um, so that's why it's so important to be healed, delivered, uh, prepared, and and content. Uh, with your life in Christ, you know, or your life period before you do step into another marriage because you bring all that stuff. Now, now, so what happens is you get to this marriage, right? And then there's insecurities, right? You know, there's, you know, the fear of 
you know, this marriage failing again, you know, uh, the fact of your children, you know, you, the, all the struggles that you talked about, Keisha, with bringing in that family, bringing that family together, and that man with these children, these children with the yeah, all that stuff. And you had all this stuff going on, you know? So it's a little hard sometimes to submit uh, with that baggage, you know? But if you get it right and get it out and get it cleaned up and, you know, be, and prepare yourself, I'm sure it has to go differently. But yeah, submission was just, I submit to what I, to what I knew, but that wasn't sufficient for the marriage, right? Because that submission wasn't really submission. It was just, it was a uh, coping. It was coping. It was tolerating. It was getting by. It was all those things. So that wasn't real submission. So yeah, that's, that's my little two cents on that. <laughs> so, so. So did that answer questions uh, of that question for everybody? Okay, so uh, we have a question from Lynette. Lynette, go ahead, hon. Okay. Okay. So while we're on the topic of divorce and blending families and connection and whatnot, um, how does it look? I know every relationship is going to be different, but going from single parent with kids, married to another single parent with kids, how is it um, blending families and co-parenting with multiple different households. Hey, Yadi. <laughs> Let's sum it all up. Hey, Yadi. Honestly, it really just comes down to the relationships that you have with the other parents. Because if you can get everybody on the same page, uh, which is what's best for the child, then things will go smoothly with without an issue, without a hiccup. But if you have drama and craziness, it, it's gonna be rough. And then you have to also, when you when it comes to the blending, you have to also understand that in most cases, a lot of these men have trauma pertaining to baby mama, baby daddy, and my child whether it's child support, whether it's I wasn't able to see my child, whatever the case is. And so then that also comes in and plays a part. So let's say I have good relationships with my kid fathers and we cool and copacetic. So he just come right in, we all on the same page. But let's say my husband has baby mama that's mad, upset, you know, what have you, whatever. And then here I come stepping into that. So now I'm being thrusted into that chaos and you have to find balance because at the end of the day, that child is your husband's child. So now that's your child, and it has to be a level of respect and everybody coming onto one accord. And when you can't get that one accord, it gets hectic. You'll see, you won't be seeing kids, you know, you'll be in court all the time. You'll have child support this, child support that. And so it can become very devastating, not only for the adults, but for the children involved, especially if they're older and they're able to see what's going on. And so I always say um, that we're blending. We're not mixing, we're not combining, we're blending. And that's a process. It's gonna take a process of everybody coming onto the same page. And a lot of times, especially us as mothers, we have to see that that other person cares for our child that you're not just here because of him but you're dedicated you're focused you're involved and so in my marriage I actually have better relationships with my husband's children's mother than he does because I've shown myself 
they know like, oh, she loves my kids. Oh, she's going to show up for them. Oh, she's going to take care of them like she takes care of her kids. And so him marrying me has actually been a bridge that has um, opened, has become a bridge. Our marriage has become a bridge for him and his kids and their mothers. And so if you allow yourself to be, you can be a bridge of healing even for your spouse and their children. That's good. Um, I know, like with 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 me, and uh, because it was it was a blended family. Like I said, I used to call us the Brady Bunch. But um, so the problem, I hate to throw blame, but the problem, the main problem we all had was him. It was because he had the one child that um, it was just she could do no wrong. She could. She was a baby of all everybody. She could do no wrong. I don't care what she did, how she acted, and then he get mad at you if he thought that you've given him that you've given any static where she was concerned. And that was anybody in the family, whether it's his own children, my children, me. It didn't matter when she. It was up to when it was about her. It was you know yeah. It could be a whole war, right? A whole outright war. I mean, it's all on pins and needles when she was around, right? Because if she was dissatisfied with something, he was going off, and we all had to hear it. It was just terrible. Um, and then, you know, I was accused of, I was accused of um, treating his kids different. There was no way in earth that I did that. And I did not. And his children even told me, it's not you behind his back. It's not you, it's dad. It's wanted to blame somebody. So he blamed me and he took it out of me and I had to listen to all his lectures about it. Until, oh. So that was just a lot. <laughs> but nonetheless, it is something, you know, um, like you said, both parents have to be on the same page. And when it comes to their mothers, he really much, pretty much kept me um, out of the loop of them. Uh, they weren't, they didn't give us no static. I didn't have static out in none of the parents. They knew I cared about their children. I didn't have any static out of these women. Now we have a question here. Um, it says, I'm gonna read this. It says, it says, being a single mom, sometimes I question if I actually, if I'm actually capable of this role that I desire. What are some tools, skills, and or practices that you use as a single mom that aids you in your role as a wife? That's part one of this question. One would be um, the one that I mentioned earlier and just um, practicing submission to the authority that was already over me. Um, constantly renewing my mind and preparing myself, but also preparing my children. Letting them know, like, there's going to be a man here one day. I'm going to be married one day. And and you telling them and you telling yourself, it becomes a realistic thought in your mind. And also, I would say, um, avoid comparison. Because a lot of times that's very damaging to us, especially if you see someone who's a single mom. And you may not feel they're as good as mom is to you, but they're married. And it's like, well, how she found somebody to, you know, marry her and she don't even take care of her kids and I'm over here mom of the year and I can't find nobody. And so just really be um, aware of comparison. And then I I tried my best, like Miss Melvina said, to make sure I did not have a fairy tale in my mind. I tried to go into marriage, I don't say without expectation, but my expectation honestly was like, I'm a woman, he's a man, we're getting married, he has kids, I have kids, and we're gonna have to figure this out. Because kind of, 
anything outside of that will allow you to have expectations that may or may not be met. Right. And so you might go in there and say, oh, my husband, he going to be the main provider. He going to take care of us. I'm going to be able to be a stay-at-home mom now and all of this. And then you get and you meet this person that might actually be the person for you. But because you have this list of expectations, you don't even take time to check with God and see, is this him? And he's just not at the place yet because I'm not there. Because the Bible says we are the favor. And so sometimes these men that we meet are for us and they just don't have their favor. They just don't have what we have to pour inside of them to get to that next level. And so I was very mindful of, I know who God said my husband would be, but understanding he may not be that person. And preparing myself to be able to, um, oh my gosh, cultivate, to cultivate a man. Like we have to cultivate our kids. And um, I would say a lot of my practice of cultivating and preparation really came from my kids. Can I love my kids, you know, when they're getting on my nerves? Can I be kind to my kids when they're getting on my nerves? Can I speak nice to them? Can I encourage them? Can I speak life over them? Like they were definitely a training ground in preparing me on loving someone outside of myself unconditionally and staying in the fight. That's good. You know, get on my nerves, but I should them out. I can't say you're not my child no more. And so allowing them to help me do the work I need to do. That's good. That's okay. Okay. So uh, we do have a part two to that question, but can I hold that part two to our next time? Okay. Yes. All right. Well, we so appreciate you guys. Um, so thank you so much for being willing. And we look to come back again um, to continue this conversation. So thank you, ladies. So until next time, this is Straight Fire Moms Podcast. We appreciate you for listening in. Um, hopefully it helps someone. It may not help everyone, but surely it helps someone. So thank you so much. This is where we learn and we grow.